Welcome to Born to Sell Denver with Brian Smith and Sean Modry. We have a very special guest today, Jason Kelly, personal trainer, coach, uh, fitness guy extraordinaire. So Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks for having me, Brian. Uh, and Sean, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm uh, originally from New Zealand. I uh, came to America just over 20 years ago to actually play rugby. Um, then met a girl and stayed. Uh, so America's home now and Colorado's been home for almost 20 years. But yeah, I owned, uh, or sorry, started a, a gym business about 12 years ago um, and have been doing that ever since. And, you know, over those 12 years just evolved throughout, started with CrossFit and now we're into a more of a health-based fitness program, uh, more kind of customized for individuals, um, getting people back to where they want to be to live an active and healthy life. Okay, very cool. And, uh, you know, I think in this industry, that's a thing that uh, real estate agents probably put on the back burner very easily. You know, it's very easy and um, you might say very lonely sometimes and very inconsistent with working on your health. And so you work with a bunch of real estate agents, a few real estate agents at your gym. Yep. And so is that accurate, would you say? Yeah, I mean, yourself included, right? I mean, you're obviously one of my clients. And um, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is that everyone needs a coach, right? So real estate agents themselves need coaches, right, to make themselves more productive or better or more successful. I think when it comes to health and fitness, um, there's so many options out there these days that people just don't have an understanding of what is best for them as an individual. Uh, I think the best place for people to start that are struggling is to find a good coach. Yeah, a lot of people, it seems like, try and do it on their own. Yep, absolutely. And, and that's um, where the inconsistency comes in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, you know, when you don't know where to start, what do you do? Most people that don't know where to start don't end up starting. Um, some people will make it into the gym, but it, for, for a lot of people, it's a very in, intimidating place to go to or step into. Um, so having a coach, you know, creates some accountability. It ensures that you're doing the right thing specifically for you in terms of all aspects of your, of your health. Um, and just, you know, gets you on, a, on the right path. And there's also better bang for your bunker, but bang for your buck as well. Yeah. So, so my, my first question is, okay, so I, I think of like a lot of real estate agents and, um, you know, and I think we forget that real estate agents, a hard job, right? It's tasking, you're, you're working in, in the morning, you got late nights. Like I, you know, I got home at, you know, I drove home in the rain last night from, and it was an hour and a half drive and I got home about 10 PM, you know? Yep. And, you know, I just stopped at uh, a couple fast food places throughout the day, right? Like my McDonald's app has a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's my high score, right? And, uh, it's a hard business and it's a lonely business. And so like I'm an agent, I'm not feeling the energy anymore. Um, and I'm not saying myself, which is, you know, I am, but I'm not, you know, um, but as an agent, you're, you're feeling lethargic. You're feeling tired. Um, you know, you got to get back into the gym or, or do something, you know, how would you recommend an agent kind of get started? I mean, I, I hear you say you're get, get a coach, but that's even intimidating, right? Like a lot of times, like, how do you pick a coach? Where right. do you start? So if you were talking to somebody, 
What would you? What advice would you give them? I mean, I think it's it's similar to if you have a client reaching out or, or trialing some agents out, right? And if somebody wants to sell their own home, they're going to talk to more than one person, right? Mm-hmm. More more than one agent. I think it's the same process when finding a good coach as you interview coaches and see what works for you. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in the fitness industry, I think there's a lot of gimmicks. Um, everyone is on Instagram and everything looks sexy and fun and exciting, but also looks bloody intimidating, right? Yeah. So, uh, and realistically, m- the majority of the stuff that you see through social media doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, but it looks like it works. <laughs> like th- it's those- not like they're putting ugly people up there. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's right, and that's part of the problem, right? It's like if you. Know, both you and Brian, have, I'm sure, have different issues and different feelings about it working out and, and becoming healthy and, and, and all that surrounds that. So you both would need different things, mm-hmm. different programs, different types of programs. Um, so finding that really someone, someone that really understands you, can empathize with your situation uh, and can provide just you know, consistency and, and education and mentorship all around mm-hmm. a healthy lifestyle. Little accountability. Yeah. yeah, you know it's funny. I was at uh, a Keller Williams event last. I think it was actually actually family reunion, and so Gary did. Gary Keller did about three hours before everybody got there, and the first hour was on health and fitness. And he actually said, um, "How many of you?" There was probably I don't know five thousand people in the audience, and he said, "How many of you, if you could write a check for five thousand dollars?" would write that check for the perfect, not perfect, but a body that you've always wanted to have, like the health that you've always wanted to have. And like everybody raised their hand and he's like, just $5,000, right? And he said, well, you can do that. That's called a coach, Hmm. right? And it's one of the last things we spend money on, but it's also one of the most important things. Because I know in my personal situation, um, I had a back injury because of hockey back in 2007 or eight, I think it was. And I got to the point where I went to several doctors and nobody could give me a clear path. Some said surgery, some said uh, chiropractor, some said take the shots and cortisone injections, stuff like that. But nobody would actually commit to saying that you're going to get better. Mm. And one of the things that Jason did for me is he said, okay, I can help you and let's work on some specific things that are going to help you. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we've been really focusing on is just getting back into movement. And I think that's where a lot of people are right now is, is you, know, you said something to me yesterday when we were talking about this. He said, people just assume when they get into their 50s that they don't aren't going to feel good anymore, right? And that's what a coach can help you with is getting back, you know, maybe in your 50s, you're not going to be a professional athlete anymore. But at the same time, if you can move, then you can go play tennis and you can go play golf and you can play basketball with your kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think society tells us that as we age, we're supposed to feel like shit when we wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I think that's crap. I think that's absolute bullshit. So I think that we can get healthier and stronger and, and more agile as we age. And, and there's nothing stopping us from doing that except ourselves and, and the mindset around that, for sure. You know, you know, I, I don't know if you know this story, but did you know Brian gave me diabetes? <laughs> you know the story? I did? I, really? Yeah. I didn't know it was contagious. Uh, that's what I say. That's what I tell people. <laughs> no, no, the truth is, is uh, when I was working for, as a team leader for one of Brian's offices, um, 
I wasn't living a very healthy lifestyle. I feel really bad now. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know this. Um, well, you remember this. I'm sure you remember yeah, this. I do remember. But um, my pancreas failed when I was 36 years old, and type 1 diabetes runs in my family, and it just hit me late, right? Um, so at 36, my pancreas stopped. But that's not the point of the story, um, Brian. <laughs> the point was to make me feel bad. I know. It's just funny. <laughs> it's just funny because I do actually make that joke often, Brian, Brian gave me diabetes. So if anybody here listens, just remind him of that. But but here's the thing that I think is really interesting is the hardest thing in my life I ever did, out of anything I've ever accomplished, the hardest thing I ever did was changing my diet. Because as a diabetic, especially as a type 1, you're insulin dependent. So that means every time you eat a carbohydrate, you have to track it and you have to take insulin to counteract it, right? And everything is carbohydrates. Like it is be, it was beyond depressing to realize what a car, like I was like going to a Mexican restaurant. I remember it right after I got diagnosed and, and I was with my wife and I was like, um, so what can I eat here? And she's like, well, let's look at the menu. And I'm like, okay, is a, is this a, is a burrito? Does that have carbs? And she goes, yeah, the, the rice is carbs. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, you can, that's carbohydrates. And I'm like, ah, oh. How about the beans? Yeah, that's carbs. What? What about the tortillas? What? What about the chips? I'm like, there's nothing I can eat here. <laughs> right? So, so then what I had to do is I downloaded an app to tr- start tracking my food. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by what is carbohydrates. And I re- remember thinking, like, I, I don't know how I'm going to survive. Like, what am I going to eat? Like, yeah. literally. And so I figured out that I can eat f- uh, fiber, which is green leafy vegetables, um, fat, so cheeses, animal fat, that kind of stuff, and protein, which is meats, nuts, those kind of things. So yep. it's fat, fiber, protein. That's it. Right? And I can have some carbs, right. but I can't, you know, I can't have a plate of rice, right. you know, um, without t- having to take insulin. That learning that was harder than anything else. It's harder than door knocking. It's harder than cold calls. <laughs> it's harder. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What about alcohol? How did that play? Well, what's interesting about alcohol is whiskeys and tequilas and those kind of things, they're they're distilled alcohol. They don't have carbs. And, but there's a counter effect to it though. So what it does is it slows down your liver's ability to process. And so if you're taking insulin and drinking alcohol at the same time, you have lows. Right. So, so that's the risk of drinking, but no, no margaritas, no beer, yeah. no, none of that stuff. But yeah. I, I was never a big drinker to begin with. So right. that, that actually, but a massive change in lifestyle, right? Once it happened, right. And yeah. some massive adjustments. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it was, it was really hard, but, but the changing your diet, I think this is the point I want to kind of come around to is how the impact of getting control of your diet affects your workouts, right? Because like you can work out endlessly, but if you don't change your diet, you're not going to lose a pound. Yeah. I was going to say that that was one of the things that you said early on when we got together is you can't outwork a bad diet. So (laughs) what is, what is the right diet? There's all kinds of different things out there. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's, I mean, there is, I mean, you're right. There's so much out there and so much information and misinformation. Right. But I think the, the, the biggest area of, of opportunity is for people to, to find something that works best for them, 
right? So it's really, everything is about consistency, right? And in terms of gaining and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, it's about consistency, consistency in the gym, consistency with diet, regardless of what that looks like, right? So if you can make minor adjustments and you, you know, you've made some minor adjustments, right? They may seem big in the beginning, but, um, and stayed with them consistently, right? Then that's when everything starts to work. You know, if you do something for two weeks, it's not going to do anything, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's about doing it over the long term, and and health and, and fitness in general is about longevity, right? And finding something that you can do for a very long time. That's what gives people the results they desire. It's just that people don't have the patience, yeah. for that, right? They want the quick fix, whether whether it is diet or exercise or whatever it is, they want these quick fixes. But we want the ability to live a long, healthy life for our children, right? You see people in the grocery store that can barely walk down the aisles by themselves. Those people will have a very short life with their children, mm-hmm. right? And the people they care about. We want to build a healthy and sustainable life for ourselves, but also our families, our friends, and, and that we can be strong and, and vibrant into our 80s, right? That's really should be the ultimate goal for people is to live a long yeah. Life. But ultimately, is it correct to say that carbs are a big problem for a lot of people? Uh, depending on the carb, it depends on the source, right? It's really about, it's more about the quality than it is the actual nutrient. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you were exercising five or six days a week, you need those carbs, right? So I think the biggest one for most people is lack of protein, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think, you know, in the American diet, especially, it's a very carb heavy diet, right? If you're really consistently working out, you can get away with that. If you're not, then you're in trouble, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're, you're eating a lot of protein, right, then therefore you're eating less carbs. But the protein is where most people that we see come that come into our business uh, lack, massively yeah it's really interesting yeah what's funny is is like you go online and like i don't purposely go search out like fitness videos but you know i i think <laughs> we you both, don't no we but... both try to keep a straight face <laughs> didn't we? we were like yeah oh shocker <laughs> but you know the people advertise right like you when you are on other videos you see advertisements and there's yeah. this guy out there like his big thing is Everybody says not to eat carbs. Oh, and, he's everywhere. What's his name? He, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, my he, God. He's eating like a big piece of pizza. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, he's throwing down all this bread and everything. And I'm like, how do you even navigate if you're actually trying to do this yourself? Like, how would you actually navigate and figure out what the right thing to do is? Right. So you have information like that forced down your throat. Yeah. Right. And then you have these other information that says carbs are bad. So they don't, people don't eat any. Right. Right, but where does your your energy comes energy comes from those carbs? Mm-hmm. Right, so if you're working out, you need you need them. Well, and you know, here's the other thing too: is it also depends on what your objective is. Right. Like, and this Correct. is where you're saying like it, it it's different for everybody. And like my wife, she's kind of a workout fiend, right? Like she she lo- she she's obsessed, right? And uh, she has a trainer. And, you know, she wants to look like she could walk across the stage, one of those fitness stages, but she yep. never wants to do it. She's yep. not that person. She doesn't want to be on stage. She doesn't want everybody looking at her, but she wants to look like that. Yep. And her trainer's always like, you're not eating enough. Yep. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. You're working out, you're doing everything, but you're not gaining muscle because you're just not eating enough. Yep. So, you know, so it is a really interesting point, like, to to what you're saying is, it's just like, you know, you know what it is? It's just like a real estate agent. It's like, should I... Should I door knock? Should I cold call? Should I do mailers? Should I, you know, well, what are you trying to achieve? 
Like, what is your goal? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's start there. Yeah. And then let's build a plan to get you there. Yeah. And that's what your point is, is, you know, you can't, there's not a one size fits all is what yeah. I'm hearing you say. Yeah. I mean, everyone has the, the idea of their, their perfect future self yeah. or where they want to end up. Right. Yeah. And everyone has roadblocks that's stopping them from getting there. It's like, how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you get past those roadblocks to get there? Yeah. Whether it's diet, the type of exercise you should be doing, intensity levels, all these different things, injuries, injury history, all these different things that stop you from getting to your ideal self. Yeah. Like, how the hell do you start? Yeah, because if you want to be a, 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 an ultra runner, you don't want to be 230 pounds of muscle. Right. <laughs> right. Because then you'll be a pretty yeah. lunky ultra runner. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and with, your, with your wife, like, she eats carbs. Yeah. Right. Well, she's no, she's horrible at this. Oh, really? No, no, she is the, her trainer. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't listen. But <laughs> no, 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 she she is so f- focused on her diet and not eating enough carbs that her trainer is yelling at her to eat more. To eat more, yeah. You need to eat more. You need to eat more. But yeah. she she won't listen. It's hot. Yeah. And this has been going on for three years. <laughs> she does not listen to the podcast, by the way. So I can say that. I'm going to text it to her. Yeah. But it's a constant battle right. between she's like, I'm not getting the results I want, and her trainer saying, you're not listening to me. Yeah. Right? You know, so. Well, and, and so when we started, the first couple sessions that we had, and, and my issues were mostly because of injury. Yep. Right? And there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this who are like, I can't work out. I can't exercise because I, you know, I... I mean, I would get out of bed and my back was so sore. It's like it would take me 10 minutes to get moving, Yep. right? And so let's talk about how I started and what you did with me yep. in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I think that with you specifically, there was a lot of fear around it, right? There was a fear of doing too much and hurting yourself again, mm-hmm. right? So when when you have a, a history of uh, of injury, there's always going to be mental barriers around getting back to activity. Right, and that's what stops you from starting as well, right? And that's what kind of delayed your pro or start starting point. Um, a lot of it is sending really good signals to the brain and, and earning trust back with your body, right? So just doing the appropriate things for where you are currently and that that, that time of your life um, to earn some trust back, you know, and allow the brain to be like, all right, this feels okay. Let me do more, um, and 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 very slowly layering things on. So we don't do too much too soon, right? When, you know, a lot of people will be like, all right, I haven't been in the gym in three years. I'm going to go and hit it hard. And they fuck themselves. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Can I say that? I'm sorry. I'm, but I'm totally good with it. That's the first one. <laughs> but that's what happens, right? You haven't done anything yeah. for three years or two years and you go and you're like, I've got to go hard. And then, but that's the worst thing you can yeah. do is yeah. like, you need to slowly build, slowly build and slowly layer the things that you need to get back to your your ideal self again you know what's so funny about that i just got to share this so i've been working out the same planet fitness for probably nine years now right (laughs) so i go with the same group of guys we go we're religious right i've been doing the same workout since i was 15 like so i I am a creature of habit right and we always see the guys come in and it's usually guys right and they come in and they're a little bigger you know you could tell at one time they were they were fit but they've put on some Yep. Some 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 pounds in the years and they come in and they're on that freaking elliptical treadmill and they're running like they like there's a lion chasing them. And we're always like, <laughs> We're not gonna see him in three days. Like <laughs> he will be gone in three days. Yep. You can always tell. Yep. And uh, you know, it's it's funny that you say that. You know, because for us, like it's it is consistent. Like we are same workout, same time, whatever. Yep. 
And uh, not that our workouts are perfect because I am not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to win any awards or anything. Right. But, but it's funny that you say that because yeah. we pick them out. Yep. <laughs> Bye. You see them coming. <laughs> see them coming. But yeah, it was, it, there was a lot of that fear. Like even just bending over with the back history, it was like bending over to pick something off the ground was like, was like oh shit. Yeah. We had some oh shit moments there, right? Yeah. So it was like, how do we gain trust back in your body? That's, that's the biggest thing. And then, and then earning the right to get there. Um, and you know, we did some testing with you in terms of what, where your biggest areas of opportunity were, right? Where, you know, the biggest weaknesses, weaknesses are, um, cause then that's our, that's our focus for the first few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is to get some capacity back with that. Right. Yeah. And a lot of it, I think from what I understand and talking to you while we're working out, a lot of it is in balance, mm-hmm. right? In muscles. Yep. You know, when you have a back injury, it's because one muscle is pulling, the wrong way or more than another, right? Yeah, well, you know, injuries occur generally, the majority, you know, non-contact injuries will say, generally occur because when the tissues, the, the capacity of the tissues is exceeded for their current capacity. That's how injuries happen, right? So for in a back, for example, it's like over time, over years and years and years of use, if you have one side, for example, that's a little bit stronger than the other, those discrepancies become larger and larger over time, and eventually something happens. Something will snap, mm. right? It's not. It's never really one moment for an injury. Injuries happen over time; they accumulate, right? So, unless it's a contact injury, like you know, playing sports or something, but um, most generally they happen over a long period of time. And people will blame it on one thing when no, that's not the issue. It's really the the last two years of your life. And but there's so many other factors surrounding that right we talk about your cup overflowing right with work life stress uh, family all these other areas in your life that affect how your brain and body work right and when your whole capacity as a a human is exceeded you allow yourself to be to be in a position of vulnerability where an injury may occur Mm. right so all the factors of sleep stress diet you know hydration alcohol all these things come into play with how the body functions. Yeah. It's not just one, it's never one specific thing. Well, and there's, I mean, some of those things are really basic too, like, like water. Right. You know, and, um, my office manager here in this office, she's constantly harassing me about drinking water <laughs> for good reasons. You <laughs> and know. when you, when we started, you never drank water. No, I, not enough. Not enough. Like not nowhere enough. near enough. You right. would come in at whatever mid morning and be like, how much water do you drink? You'd be like, none. Yeah. Does I'd, coffee count? I coffee doesn't count. That. Yeah. Coffee doesn't count. I go coffee to Diet Coke. That's my transition. <laughs> right at 10.30. Like plenty like, of fluids. But just <laughs> uh, yeah, fluid. There's some water in coffee and Diet Coke. Yeah. But they're also diuretic, I bet you 99% right? of Diet Coke is water. How much percent? 99%. Well, and the I rest would... is some other chemical. <laughs> That's really good. And I'm I would probably it. question that. <laughs> So what are some of the, I mean, you know, my injury that I had was a contact injury. I herniated uh, a disc in my back and I had a bulging disc in my back. And, you know, I, I decided not to do surgery because I heard bad things yep. about surgery. And I figured um, I can fix it if I can just get everything back in place. And I actually went to a chiropractor for probably three years. Yep. And um, I would go in and get adjusted and it'd be fine, mm-hmm. you know? And then a couple of days later, again, it would act up again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried yoga, 
but I didn't uh, have like any kind of direction on it. I was just kind of trying to do stretching and things on my own. And, and once again, that didn't work. But um, my point to that is, you know, what are some of the other injuries that you've seen people come in and you help them be able to get through it? Oh man, various stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a client right now, for example, that was in a car accident and she, she had a couple of foot surgeries um, from uh, injuries she, she got from the car accident. Her foot was basically pancaked. So, uh, and she did, this was a couple of years ago, this, the surgery was, it happened and she did, you know, physical therapy after the surgery and stuff like that. But then she was just released from that because, you know, insurance runs out, whatever. And then she's just left on her own. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her foot, I'd never seen anything like it. When she took her shoe off, it was probably twice as wide as your average foot mm. and just flat. And it was like, so we had to teach her to walk again, basically appropriately reach. So she had no arch in her foot. We rebuilt her arch. Um, and now through, through exercise, through exercise. Really? So yeah, it's like everyone, you know, everyone's born with an arch, right? Mm-hmm. And through habits, we lose, we can have the ability to, to lose that through being weak, basically, mm-hmm. or bad function through the feet. Um, and we've rebuilt her arch and now she's walking. She, she was in constant pain for two years post-surgery and now she's completely out of pain. Um, but she's walking, you know, she was walking toes out every single day. She's now walking differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's completely changed her world in terms of, one, her ability to get strong again, but also just being pain-free and playing volleyball again and going hiking and just doing stuff outside the gym in real life that she used to love to do, but she wasn't able to. Wow. Um, yeah. So really cool, cool stuff. So, yeah. you know, the thing with, with surgery and, and all that is like it's, it's one option. But when you go to the doctor, you don't get multiple options. Mm-hmm. They say this is the option, right? But there's always generally more than one option. Right? It's just, and it's up to us to ask the right questions when we go to the doctor Right, is it's like, is this, you know, where is this going to put me in six months? Right, are there other options? Right, so, um, I mean, I hate to bag on doctors, but they don't, they don't know, right? Like, they don't, most doctors don't study fitness, right? Most doctors don't study nutrition, right? I get in arguments all the time, all the time. Like, I've been fired <laughs> from my. <laughs> <laughs> my doctor, you know, my, 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 I'm trying to remember what their name is. My diabetics doctor, right? I've been fired because I'll argue with them about, because the, they'll say, well, just, you just need to take more insulin. Yeah. And I'm like, well, insulin causes heart disease because yep. it increases your triglycerides. So yep. taking more insulin is not the problem, right? Like, you know, and so like I try to manage my diabetes through, through my nutrition Instead of getting on a pump yep. or getting a, you know, a meter, they always trying to sell me the $6,000 meter in the pump. And I have family members with type one diabetics are on those pumps and you know what? They're drinking a freaking soda yeah. and then they just dose. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, no, cause I know me yeah. because I would eat the cake and go beep, 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 beep and take the insulin. Yeah. But then I would, what do diabetics die from? Right. They die 16 years earlier than everybody else from heart disease. You don't die from diabetes. You die from heart disease. Mm. And it's from insulin, right? And I'll have these conversations with my, my nutritionist, and then they fire me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little stubborn. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, but the, you know, they're trained to treat the symptoms, right? Yeah. Right? Versus yeah. treating the root cause and finding a solution. 
Yep. Right. Which is a long term thing. Right. They just want to write a, a prescription and be done. Right. Right. Or they don't get paid if they don't perform a surgery. Exactly. Right. Or if, yeah. they, if they refer out. So um, there is, you know, I think the healthcare, you know, the healthcare system is its own animal, but um, there are other other options for people. Yeah. We just we just got to be a little bit more informed and, and ask the right questions. Yeah. Now your gym also caters to like fitness people, like yep. people who want to look like like your wife on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. And uh, I, yeah. I walked in fa- for my session, and it was, uh, you know, you were working out with a trainer that works in your gym, and I literally see the last sixty seconds of this workout. And it took you like 60 seconds to recover to be able to talk to me. That's how hard you were working out. So it's not just people who need to start moving, but you guys do some other things there too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's at the moment we're going through a bit of a transition in terms of our, um, the style of gym that we're operating. But, you know, we, we, we also have very fit people that want to get fitter, right? So we have unhealthy people that want to get healthy and, and, all of those, right? So, yeah, we do. We kind of do it all at the moment. There's no doubt about it. Um, and you know, even the healthy people have their own issues, right? So things will pop up. So we cater to that individual as well in terms of customizing some things around whether it's previous injuries or things they're dealing with in the moment, yeah, right? weaknesses or whatever that is. Because I think that's one of the things a lot of people would be intimidated by that, and I, I wouldn't walk into that class, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were. You guys were working your butts off. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people associate a gym with something like that, especially yep. a CrossFit gym yep. or any other of the other franchise, uh, you know, all the other franchise models that are out there yep. other than CrossFit. Um, but you also have the personalized training too. Yeah. And we're, we're trending more towards the personalized customer. I, I, for me personally, I believe the kind of the future of the fitness industry is becoming more of a custom model. And a more individualized model, especially, you know, half the American population is overweight, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and everything that goes along with that, you know, musculoskeletal pain, diabetes, all these things that are caused from being overweight, right? So, um, I think that's the future of the fitness industry. Um, there's no doubt there's, that group fitness has its place in the world, but, you know, in terms of being in business and, and what makes me happy and my coaches happy and, uh, is actually solving bigger problems. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, like yourself with the back stuff, you know, anything like that. But if somebody comes to me like, hey, I want to climb Mount Everest next year, yeah. can we help with that? Absolutely. Do you have those guys too? Like guys too? I did have previously, my, one of my, actually one of my uh, old members, he was a guide at Mount Everest. Wow. Climbed mm-hmm. Everest like seven times. Wow. Uh, he was actually he was the guide for the first blind man to climb Mount Everest. Huh. Yeah. Wow, that's so amazing! Some, some interesting people, yeah. But yeah, we we can you know regardless of what the goal is, right? It doesn't really matter. It's like it's just we help build the map to get there. Okay, mm-hmm. so for somebody, for example, who can't afford personal training right now, like mm-hmm. what's the first things that they need to do to just get started to get moving again? Walk, walk mm-hmm. every day. Okay. Yep. Spend some time outside and walk. Uh, I think walking is the most underrated fitness modality we have. And how long do they don't need you, to walk? Don't for? you mean a walkabout? <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted to, to, I, give, I had a, to. give an Australian dig, even though I'm not Australian. Ah, but <laughs> Everybody be- under 30 is like, what's he talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Everybody over 30 is cheering right now. They're like, yes! <laughs> a walk Say something about that. Um, you know, and again, depending on the individual, start with, if, if walking is really hard for you, start with five minutes, mm-hmm. then increase to seven, then increase to 10. Like, build upon those, you know, build those layers up. Don't go for a three hour walk on your first one. Come on, um, say walk about. Come on. <laughs> Everyone's always asking me to say shrimp on the barbie. That's, oh, that's, that's there we the go. most. That's the most common one. Well, what's the most, what's the most common <laughs> kiwi saying we could say? Oh, Is that offensive, kiwi? No, no, That's not offensive. No. Okay. Probably g'day, mate. I would say. G'day, mate? G'day, that's, mate. That's kiwi? Yeah. That's not Australian? No. Okay. They've claimed a lot of things that of ours. Okay. <laughs> but, Including your flag. Yeah, Russell right? Crowe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Russell Crowe? <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe. <laughs> He's not Australian? He was born in New Zealand. Oh. So we'll take him. Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Sorry, so, I didn't mean to interrupt that. No. But, but walk, walking. Walking. Yes. Yeah. The most underrated one. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, it's like start from there, you know, and then I would say if, if money is the issue, then start at a gym, start at a Planet Fitness or whatever. Um, but start slowly. I think within the hard your part, own limitations. I think the hard part about a Planet Fitness is, yeah, the cost is low. There's no instruction. Mm-hmm. Like, Planet Fitness is like the YouTube of gyms. Like, you just go in and go on YouTube and look at Planet Fitness fail because that's <laughs> the funniest videos on the planet. But, but you, there's all this equipment, but there's nobody there to teach you how to use it. Yep. There's no guidance. There's no instruction. You've got a bunch of people randomly doing different things and different exercises. The reason Planet Fitness works for me is, again, I've been doing the exact same workout since I was 15. Yeah. It, Squat and I, bench. It, kid you not, it hasn't <laughs> changed a rap. <laughs> I joke around with the guy I work out with. I'm like, we've worked out at the same gym at the same place for, for literally tw- almost 20 years, yeah. like it, on and off for 20 years. Cause it was a gold's, it was a gold's gym prior. Yeah. And that's where we worked out. Is that right? So the, per- we didn't change gyms. We stayed in the gym. Yeah. The gym changed around us. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's part that's of the true. furniture now. Yeah. So, so, uh, I think that's the challenge with those. Um, I almost feel like orange theory, where at least they have like, it's low cost, yep. and at least there's like guidance. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in Orange Theory. That's yep. just my theory of Orange Theory. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, there, I think I've actually never done it either, to be honest. But <laughs> but there is some these coaches. They call them coaches. There's some guidance there for sure. Um, well, I think it's all workouts, right? I, I don't think you can just go into an Orange Theory and no, everything. All everything is guided. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's a it's a tough one, right? Because I think the people that feel that way about going to the gym are so bloody intimidated, right? Just stepping yeah. in the door. That's the hardest part, right? Yeah. So is, you gotta, I think you've got to weigh up. Is making a little bit of an investment in yourself worthwhile long-term to make sure you get set on the right path versus... To, to build the habit. To build the habit. Yeah. And it, you, know, you could, for, for us, for example, our, our goal is to start you on one-on-one training, but then you progress. Mm-hmm. We get you out of there, right? Our goal is to move you on. Um, but it's like make that initial investment so you understand how your body works with its, mm-hmm. its own limitations and you get set on the right path versus just guessing your way through it, yeah. right? I think, I think like anything um, when it comes to business, it's like you make that in, uh, initial investment for a reason because it gets you to your end point well, faster. I, and I think there's a step before that, which is the mindset around it. Like 
you know, for you to make a choice to hire a trainer and do those things, there was something that flipped in your mind. And I think there's a mindset switch. And for me, I'm not a big affirmations guy. I'm not like that big rah-rah affirmations, but I do have affirmations, which is funny because I hate them, but yet I have them, yep. right? And um, so one of my affirmations is um, I'm someone who works out. So, so when, I, when that alarm goes off in the morning, and sometimes we go to the gym, like we're there at 5.30 some days, you know, yep. so we're there pretty early. I want to get up, like, but my affirmation is I am somebody who works out. Yep. And so it's not a choice. It's this is who you are. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Get yeah. up. Yep. Well, I th- one thing that's interesting you said, Sean, is that you said you've been doing the same workout for 20 years. Well, actually longer than that. Yeah, I'm a little older than that. But yeah. yeah, but a long time. Same exact work. Right. One of the things that was different for me was everything I'm doing with Jason, I've never, ever done before. Yeah. You know, like there was a time, believe it or not, I know you're going to be skeptical of this, but I was in really good shape. Oh, I believe you were an athlete. I know <laughs> yeah. that. No, okay. I know that about you. And, um, and, and you know I how gonna I say, know that is your attitude and your, your um, expectations of yourself. That's where that shows up in you. Like, thank you. That was a compliment. It was. <laughs> That's like the second time this season. But anyway, Ding. so, but you know, you go in the gym and, you know, you put the, the bar up uh, and you bench press and mm-hmm. you try and do as many plates as you possibly can. And, and then you do curls and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you do, uh, you know, military press and do all that stuff. We haven't done any of that. Yeah. <laughs> Like we haven't literally have done none of that. I mean, it's completely different movements that we've done. And so how does that play into it? Like that whole concept for somebody who's been in the gym working out, you know, ripping bench press for their whole entire life. Yeah. Uh, Generally for me in particular, when people come to see me, they come to me for a reason Mm -hmm. that something's not working. Right. And something in their lives is affected by the way they feel. So, um, obviously the things that I've been doing are not working, right? So uh, I think that it just takes a complete reassessment of where they're at. Um, With you, there was imbalances, right? Left to right, push versus pull, hinge versus squat, all these different movement patterns that we needed to correct before we get back to doing the things that you would deem as fun, right? Or the things that you wanted to do. So it gets, you know, if we don't do that, then the chances of injury are much greater. Right. So uh, it, it, with you, all we do is single leg, single arm, right? That's all we do because we have these discrepancies between the two. And once those become even out, then we can get to the fun shit. Yeah. And lots of core. And lots of core. Carrying sandbags. <laughs> yeah. You know, 50-pound sandbags. <laughs> Sounds and, wonderful. 80-pound, yeah. Brian, for you. 80-pound, is that what it was yesterday? Yep. Oh, yep. I, don't, I don't even yep. keep track anymore. I just pick it up and go. <laughs> I think an interesting thing is, you know, again, like the guy I work out with, if you saw the two of us next to each other, you would think that neither of us have anywhere near the same exercise. Yet we lift the exact same weight. We do the same amount on the treadmill. And I'm not saying our workouts, but if you looked at the two of us, you wouldn't think we're the same. Right. Because he's 50 pounds heavier than I am. Mm -hmm. Right. We're the same height. um, But it's our diets. Like if you look at, and I'm not saying I'm a fitness. I'm not trying to go for fitness model. I'm just trying to be like look good at fifty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's, 
I want to be able to it's take off my goal. shirt at the beach right. and be like, people go, uh, damn, he's 50? <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know what is that started is I had a friend who was 13 years older than me, and we were at the gym, one, or we were at the beach one time, and we're both walking down the beach, and the girls are looking at him and not at me. And I'm like, dude, you're 13 years older than me. The girls are checking you out. So that's my only goal is to be able to walk down the beach and get the looks over the guy next to me. But my buddy that I work out with, if you saw us side by side, I mean, he's 50 pounds heavier than me, but his workout is the same workout. Right. And he's just as strong as me. He can go, you know, we do two miles on the treadmill every single day. Yep. <laughs> What's, it, what's his name so I can send him this? <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> that you know of. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But, but that's not, he, he wouldn't be offended by this. I mean, I talk directly to everybody I know. You know, he wouldn't be my friend if he didn't know my, <laughs> my, 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 but, but, but it comes down to diet. Diet. I mean, it's just right. genetic stuff in there as well. Yeah. yeah and our goals are different. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to look good in clothes and occasionally take my shirt off. Yep. I'm not trying to get down to six ounces of body fat or whatever the metric is. Yeah. Um, but to, to your point, it, it's not the workout. It's rarely the workout that's getting you the results. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously like the workout plays into it. Yeah. I think and it depends, right? So for Brian, it was more injury, right? So yeah. the, the diet was a piece of that and, and hydration and, and stresses and all these other things. But for him, it was about getting back to moving, being able to yeah. play golf and hang out with the boys and feel right? good. And feel good. Feel right? good. When he yep. wakes up in the morning. So there's, so it really depends. If, everyone's got a different path. So yeah. it really depends what that individual needs. You know, and, and I think that part of the thing is like people were like, oh, I want to go to the gym because I want to drop 15 pounds. But there's always something deeper than that mm-hmm. surrounding it. It's like, yeah, you want to drop 15 pounds, but why? What is the deeper meaning behind it? Is it because you, you know, you, you don't feel secure when you go to the beach? Is it because you don't feel good around your kids or you don't have the capability of hanging playing basketball with the kids anymore? What, are, what is the true deeper meaning? And I think once people really speak about that, there's a huge motivator yeah. to get people in. Or, or you can only yeah. do two runs on the ski slope and you're exhausted. And you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a big one for me. Like yeah. ski season's coming, snowboarding. If, if, I can't, if I can't do 18 to 20 runs, yeah. like I'm – because, you know, I mean, it's expensive to go up. <laughs> like, I want to get in a yeah, day. Your money's worth that, that. So as far as getting started, so walking, you said, was the first thing yep. exercise-wise. Okay. So what about diet-wise? If you're, if you're not feeling good about your weight and you want to start losing some weight, what's mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do for that? Uh, I would drink more water, um, eat more protein. And just look at the source of your food. I mean, most people, you know, in food companies nowadays, everything is in big writing on the front, yeah. right? So turn it around, have a look on the back and look at the actual ingredients. If that ingredient list is so bloody long and it has a ton of stuff that you can't even pronounce, probably not good for you. So the easiest thing is to, to buy things with the least amount of ingredients in them and everything that you can pronounce. That is the easiest way to start. Mm. Eat more protein, drink more water, and be able to pronounce the stuff you're putting in your body. And, and, and write down what you eat. Yeah, I mean, that, tracking is a huge one. That's, you know, it, it's probably the next step, Yeah. right? Uh, but tracking is absolutely – because uh, half the time we don't realize yeah. how much quantity or whatever or quality we put into our body each well, day. Well, this is what happens to me. Like, as a diabetic, I don't have a choice, right? So, like – I'll go home and at the end of the day and I'll test and my blood sugar will be 370. 
right? Which is not good. Yep. Like average humans is like 80, yep. right? And 370, you're causing damage to your eyes and your feet. And I don't know if you know, diabetics have had their eyes removed and their feet amputated, but mm-hmm. that's the result of having 370 on your blood sugar, right? And I'll be like, what the heck? I, I didn't eat bad today. Like, well, how did I end up at 370? Well, here's how it happens, right? So, you know, you open up the refrigerator and there's a piece of cake in there and you reach in and you pinch off a piece of icing because you're not going to eat the cake. <laughs> so you take the chunk of icing and you eat that. Well, that little chunk of icing is 100. It, it'll raise your blood sugar 100 points, right? Just that one chunk of icing. And then you don't think anything and you eat dinner and you have, you know, a small, you know, you have broccoli and some chicken and then, you know, you have four, four bites of rice and you think, okay, that's pretty good. I'm doing okay. And then about an hour later, you're like, I'm going to make a cheese plate. So you get a cheese plate, you make cheese and some pepperoni and, you know, and that's good. But then you have 10 crackers. Well, those 10 crackers is another 100 carbs. So then you go to test and you're thinking you're going to be at like 160, 170, which is if you ate just the dinner. But you're at 370 because of that piece of icing and and those 10 crackers, right? And so as a diabetic, you don't have a chance. Right. You're not hiding from it ever. And you think, well, how, did, how, how am I at 370? Well, now i got to backtrack and think about what did I really eat. Yep. Well, if you weren't doing that, if you didn't measure, if, it, if I didn't have something to measure, I wouldn't reflect on that chunk of icing yep. <laughs> and yep. those 10 crackers. Yep. But if you write it down, if you write down and you're truly honest with yourself, and this is just like real estate, right? Like this is just like talking about an agent saying, hey, why don't I have any closings? Well, let's track your activities. What have you been really doing? Let's stop lying to ourselves. Let's start being delusional about our activities. You know, let's be honest and write it down. You know, so, so for me, I, I mean, I agree with you. You know, yeah, look at the box and look at this stuff, but get honest about what you're eating. Yeah. I mean, your lines are a lot finer than most, than most people. Uh, yeah, I don't have right? a choice. Yeah, 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 that is your option. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but someone from starting out, you know, again, going from zero to a hundred from someone who's never done anything like that before, very hard to make it sustainable when it's such a massive change in your life. Like tracking for people is hard. Uh, but, but, but you're a coach, right? You're a coach and they come in and they go, Oh, I don't understand why I haven't done anything. I'm working out, I'm doing everything and I'm not losing any weight. Yeah. And you're sitting here going, okay, really? You're eating this and you're thinking bullshit. Yeah. You're, you're, you're either lying to me or you're lying to yourself. Right. When it gets to a point as with a client, then yes, we will absolutely yeah. start tracking, right? There's no doubt about it. But, you know, and for a lot, for a lot of people, diet is very, a very sensitive topic, yeah. right? For a lot of people, alcohol and diet are the two big ones that people are very, very sensitive mm. about. Um, and that's why they don't track, right? Because well, they, they don't want to admit to the Wendy's to the coach. Yeah. They're scared of what they're going to see for themselves. You know, I think the important part of the, about this, though, is you don't have to be perfect. Yes. I, you know, when we had been working out for you a while. You have to be honest, though. Yeah, you're right. But, <laughs> but let, let me give you a perfect example. Like, we had been working out, and although I, I was feeling a lot better, I was moving, I was, you know, a lot freer. I, I could hinge in my back and, like, not have to worry about it, but I wasn't losing weight. And I yep. came to you and I said, I'm not losing weight. So I gave up four things, really. Bread, pasta, rice, and uh, tortillas. Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? I know. It's my tough. like my four favorite things of the Seriously, world. Seriously, I know, dude. I'm, I'm crying for you because I know your pain. But because of that, I lost like 15 pounds yeah. in 45 days. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. and so like I, I think that's the one message that everybody needs to get is is like you don't have to be perfect. Like I think it's actually 
it probably hurts you just to completely eliminate things yeah. like immediately. Yep. You know? And so wherever you're at, we have to wrap up, but wherever you're at, I think the whole point point of this podcast is just to start. Yep. Well, well, and now let me just say, you know, you're obviously a great coach, right? And you're very empathetic and understanding. You're a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> a coach isn't going to shame you. A coach isn't going to make you feel bad about messing up or whatever. But a coach can't help you unless you're honest. Right. Right? Yep. Like, just be honest. Hey, I had a hamburger. Hey, I had some tequila. Hey, I had a margarita with my, my buddies. Right? But if... But if, but, but, but if you're not honest with your coach and you're not honest with yourself, then change isn't going to happen. Right. 100%. Yeah. Agree okay. Well, Jason, I want to thank you, actually, for being on here. No so problem. if anybody wants more information, wants to get a hold of you, what's the, way to, the best way to do that? Uh, at the moment, it is uh, jason at crossfitbroadway.com. That will be changing pretty quickly, but uh, that's the best one right now. Okay. Well, what if they don't listen to this podcast this week? Do you, how else? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to give my phone number out? I don't know. That's up to you. <laughs> it could work for you in a lot of work. other ways, That's too. <laughs> sure. Send me a text or 720 255 5391. Yeah. All right. Well, Jason <laughs> Keller, thank you for being on here. Really appreciate you. You've changed my life. And uh, no problem. Um, thanks. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Pleasure. Thanks, guys.